0: greetings and salutations hope your summer was awesome and you were safe it's the fact that experience via dvr podcast it's been a minute i'm aware it's okay it took tool 13 years to release an album it takes me like a month and a half to do a podcast <laughs> anyway this particular one i'm gonna focus a little bit on the it Two movie I just saw it, so everything's raw and fresh in my psyche. Uh, When I left the theater, I just had a feeling of uneasiness. And I suppose it's just, uh, you know, the story is old. You're aware of how, for the most part, it ends and what the contents are. But nonetheless, I'm very good at suspending disbelief and just... Observing what I observe, so one of the things that was uneasy was the kind of directness, which this director chose to confront homophobia it was in a very violent way. Um, without giving away too much, I could just say that. It was very visceral and intense And you see kind of how a cycle In a given civilization Can corner people with hurt mentalities To kind of create a certain sense of self-loathing In individuals who may fall into categories That they don't consider cumbersome To the point where individuals who are Within said category. Nonetheless still. Managed to. Not only be blind to. Being a part of that category. But actually target. Others within that category violently. So that was kind of. I was kind of taken aback. By that. I mean it's never addressed. Cinematically. The. The underlying relationship between Henry Bowers and Patrick I forget his last name but yeah also I felt overall it was good because I didn't notice the time usually when a movie goes beyond two hours I have a tendency to be aware of that that length of time that oh I'm sitting here this long but I can honestly say it was an immersive experience, and really, it just functions as an allegory of what fear does, and it's not an allegory of just, oh, we're brave, we're together, let's overcome fear, it's more of a, I accept that I'm afraid, and in the acceptance of Being afraid, you get into another level of experience where you're able to do what's necessary without being trapped by that ever innate biological function of knowing that your physical existence could possibly end at any moment, Um, which is a very clinical description of fear. Because there's also fear of lack of control of the world and your surroundings, your environment, your resources. It's extensive. Also, it's about drawing strength from your surroundings and your community. Because, in a sense, the Losers Club really is just a closed off community, a kind of microcosm of different marginalized groups uh particularly in this film they expand the marginalization I'm not going to go into detail but a lot of groups are represented uh Stanley the Jewish community, Mike Hanlon the African American community um Beverly women um Richie, you can find that out for yourself. Uh, So aside from Bill and possibly Eddie, some of the other characters are you know, marginalized. And I mean, Derry's a small town, so there's a small town mentality that's exacerbated by this pervasive, child devouring intergalactic monster. And that's one of the reasons why the monster fears the children because these particular children were willing to confront their fears and come together to overcome something that was beyond their comprehension but nonetheless could be stopped it wasn't invulnerable i mean obviously in some sort of If you integrated this and accepted it in a real-world sense, it would be pretty horrifying to have to confront something that gets inside your head and exploits your fears and literally puts them in front of you and tries to manipulate you through them. Any secrets you have, it knows and it uses those to exploit you and to basically make you feel helpless and paralyzed. By your shame and your embarrassment and your inability to understand and your inability to act and your inability to meet the expectations of the outside world as well as your own personal expectations so overall I think it was a solid effort I was uh, especially pleased with the performance of Bill Hader I thought he did a fantastic job, a phenomenal job. I mean, everyone was good. I think the casting was definitely good. Um, they picked the right actors for the parts. They had similar enough physical appearance to their child actor counterparts. Uh, also, I think the adult actors managed to capture some of the the quirks and personas. Of their child counterparts very well So I mean overall this new version of it Is definitely superior to the 90's version But I also felt like it kind of took some of the, the rhythms of that one Like in particular Mike Hanlon Um The rhythms that Mike Hanlon, in terms of the way he spoke, how he carried himself. They were very reminiscent of the original 90s version and that original actor's portrayal of Mike Hanlon. So, I suspect some will pan it or not enjoy it as much. But again, just the time lapse. Like, I left and... There was a certain feeling of, wow, like it was just a subtle unease. And also I, the time lapse, I really wasn't fully aware of being in the theater that long. And obviously with the level of content in the original novel, they couldn't go into the cosmic turtle and all of this type of stuff. But what they did go into was pretty interesting. Um They didn't delve into it enough to make it outrageously weird and odd. But just the fact that the clown isn't really a clown is weird and odd. You know, you don't get the origin story sense of it like they were intimating in trailers and online. But overall, I think it was a solid representation. like some of the scenes that stand out for me like the overall opening scene was pretty disturbing for a number of reasons but style wise like that was one of those scarier looks that Pennywise had he also has had some extremely weird looks particularly uh, with what you saw in a trailer with Beverly and that older woman like uh, that. That scene gets pretty weird, so (laughs) Uh, anyone who's not comfortable with scary old ladies might either find it comical or highly disturbing, depending on their predilections. Anyway, I did enjoy it overall. I mean, I always favored the first half of the story regardless, but I do appreciate the effort. That was put into making the second one as good as it is. And. That's pretty much all I have for this particular movie. It's cool. Uh, So moving on to something else that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. (laughs) That Invader Zim movie on Netflix. Uh. Overall, I'm a pretty big Invader Zim fan. Uh, possible favorite episodes: uh, More Toaster Soul Stealer and the episode with Zim eats waffles. I mean, they're both together, but they happen to be like super hilarious. Uh, this movie was super hilarious. <laughs> I particularly like the way that Zim says, I thought that that was was funny. Um, I don't really feel like they missed a beat. I've discussed this with some people. And they're like, oh, they sound slightly older doing the voice acting. I don't feel that way. And also, I really feel like this was a show that was kind of cut off before it really got a chance to completely expand or grow but what was made was great and you know after nearly 20 years it still hasn't missed a beat Uh, I mean Gaz and Gur are two of the best supporting characters of all time they are so hilarious Um, I mean just Gur launching puppies out of his head into outer space I don't really know what it is the that kind of morbid comedy I I find very amusing uh, Of course it was Jonah Vasquez And uh, If you ever read Squee Or Johnny the Homicidal Maniac Or even like A few of the Like I don't know How would you call it um, Side projects related to it Like I Feel Sick uh, That type of like Humor was Still prominent So It was great I recommend it if you enjoy Invader Zim. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Uh, also, a big shocker for me was the the Rocco's Modern Life movie that was also on Netflix, and oddly enough, it deals with some transgender issues because apparently the creator of the Fatheads also who he was the son of a neighbor of Rocco's, I forget these characters' names, Uh, and he was no longer a he, he became a she, so they had a whole issue about that, because Rocco was lost in space, when he came back to Earth, he just wanted to watch the fat heads, and that's how the whole story takes off, but it was interesting, It it was really interesting, uh, it definitely made a lot of little subtle and not so subtle digs at contemporary society, uh, the fleetingness of our opinions, how we readily give them with harsh or hostile intent, how we give life to fleeting thoughts, and kind of concretize them in the modern age where we you have like an initial opinion. Like let's say you get you're driving, you get cut off, and you initially look at the person and you're like. You fucking suck. You almost killed me. I hate you. You don't hold on to that thought the rest of your life. But in this age, you could concretize a thought like that. Let's say you just post it somewhere. And you know, you forget about it. And six years later, people are like, look, you have road rage problems. So you said this six years ago. So it's odd how reading is no longer a popular thing per se. But typing and writing are but what's typed and what's written is kind of the insubstantial detritus of our minds like the one of the many 60 plus thousand thoughts we have in a day that are now being concretized and then bandered about and then i don't know it was interesting to see that level of modern social critique coming from Rocco's modern life I thought it was uh, very intriguing. Anyway, uh, something else that I found uh, pretty good and enjoyable is the new Tool album. Again, it is probably something that not everyone likes. I know there's some people who haven't heard of them at all. Uh, Some of us have been fans from the beginning. And obviously a 13-year gap between albums is pretty long, but... Listening to this album, I don't really feel like they missed a beat per se. I also don't really have anything negative to say about it. Like the more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it and I don't listen to it in parts. I tend to listen to the whole album and I listen to it more than once already. I've listened to it several times and it's it's very good stylistically, and just the musicality. And it's, it's still different from the other albums. Uh, I like, though, how the band members do play off of each other. And I also like the fact that it's not in a classic uh, rhythm format. and It's not a classic song format. It's not your traditional, here's a chorus, yay. And I love that type of music, don't get me wrong. I think when it's done well, it's some of the most amazing music ever made, meaning pop music or popular music because a lot of things fall into popular music, you know. Tool's trending to have a number one album in the country, so I think that might reasonably make them popular. I'll bet not in the usual sense or context. Nonetheless, if you're number one, lots of people like you that's pretty much what the word popular means anyway I think the album's pretty incredible it's very focused Um, I love the transitions I love the switches I love the fact that it's like high low mid uh, intense subtle calm then aggressive like it pretty much like covers a large expanse of Emotionally evocative tones. That I think is just awesome. So. Yeah. Don't have a ton else to say. In regards to all of this stuff. Um, I did start watching the new Dark Crystal series. I mean. Initially I was kind of like. Not exactly like. Huge on. What I had seen in the first episode. I liked it but uh. I was confused, so I feel like I need to watch the entire series and see how I integrate those storylines with what I'm aware of from The Dark Crystal, which I've watched a few times recently and which I do think is like a phenomenal feat artistically. Even like 37 years later, it's still remarkable that that was done with puppets. But anyway, I'm hoping this show is good. I'm checking it out. I may or may not say something else about it. It, it really depends. But. Anyway. This is just like a normal. Thag Daddy podcast. I will be. Doing the, the Westworld thing. Especially because you know. Before you know it. We're going to be in season 3. What I've The information I am aware of. Regarding season 3 is very exciting. Uh, so it appears that. Maeve is resurrected and she's put into a kind of a World War II Westworld setting um, with Nazis in the whole shebang so that's intriguing and on the other end you know Dolores is out in the real world with you know people who are outlaws or criminals or thieves or whatever you want to call it and you know, there's a twofold mission, obviously, because then you have Bernard, so I'm supposing his mission is to try to stop Dolores, uh, which is all very interesting because really, he's kind of a simulacrum of Arnold and. Dolores is Arnold Pandora's box So once you open that box I don't really know What efforts that could be made To actually stop or silence the box Um Other than that I will say I did get to see The Matrix And Dolby It was phenomenal, it was incredible It was odd that this movie Is 20 years old Uh I'm still wrapping my mind around it I think it's amazing And I really enjoyed seeing that in the theater Again After Two decades Um, It definitely made me reminisce about some of the things I saw and heard In the 90's And You know it, it holds up really well I mean really well It was really enjoyable Just the rhythm and the pacing and the flow of the story was just like intense It had this kind of like locked in intensity from start to finish So If you ever get a chance to see A movie like that Or just any kind of classic in a theater That you may or may not have seen And it's like longer than 10 years ago I mean, that doesn't even matter because we experience time differently now. Like, the way information is accessible now, you know, our experience of time is also different. But anyway, awesome times, good times. I appreciate anyone and everyone who listens. It's Dak Daddy, and you'll be hearing from me much sooner. I'm not going to promise, but I'm going to try. I mean, I know Yoda said do or do not there is no try but you know yoda also can make shit levitate with his mind i'm not quite there yet so bear with me hasta la pasta and i'll catch you on the flip side be safe and be well and thank you again